Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash ProductiveConvo. That's two free weeks at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Again, onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepasswordcom slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter uplift desk a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work and that's just the beginning of what uplift desk has to offer with an emphasis on ergonomics and customization uplift desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals whether you're coding designing or podcasting like i am right now the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's up 
liftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Welcome to A Productive Conversation. It's me, Mike Vardy, and we have an episode from The Vault this week. It is featuring a a guest or guests that I really wanted to have on the program, a fellow Canadian, Peter Oldring, who was also known as Dexter Guff. He had a fantastic productivity, self-help, personal development podcast called uh, I'm Dexter Guff and So Are You, I think was the name of it, or something along those lines. See, it's been a while. Um, I'm Dexter Guff and So Can You was the name of the podcast. It's a lot of fun. I mean, and what I love about this conversation is, again, Peter is a trained comedian. He's a trained comedic actor. And um, the fact that that's how I kind of got my start in this space and spending time looking back at, you know, what comedians do when it comes to, you know, times not just modern times but all times act, act they kind of act more or less as philosophers of our time i really want you to go into this conversation with that lens like really the, the parody and the satire that dexter guff is is something that i really admire and i really think is worth noting especially in this day and age uh, and again this episode was recorded a few years ago so keep that in mind as you make your way through this conversation today so let's get to it here is my conversation a very productive and funny one with dexter guff and slash or peter oldring i'd like to welcome dexter guff to the productivity podcast dexter thanks for joining me today <laughs> oh, Mike, brother, such a treat to be here. Wish I could physically be with you. You know, that's not possible. You know, my schedule, I'm all over the place. I'm just so happy that technology's making this happen. And, and you killed that intro, brother. You absolutely crushed it. Good job. Thanks. Good read. Thanks, thanks so much. I really, really appreciate that. So Dex, I want to talk to you a bit about this, this foray into podcasting because the podcast is, yeah. I mean, it's fairly new. Um, what, what was the whole idea of getting into the podcasting game as it were? Yeah. You know, I mean, I have to tell you, and, and you know me, Mike, I'm, I'm humble. I don't like to talk about myself too much, but if we're going to go there, let's do it full tilt. Um, you know, I just kept on getting approached by people who said, Dex, Dex, I need you in my life 24 seven. And, and I, I, you know, I don't do that. I, mean, I didn't even do that with any of my first four wives. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't have the time to give to someone else in that way. And I just thought, and I thought, well, I would like to help as many people as I can. But I mean, if I'm going door to door, if I'm going, if I am taking the time to spend one-on-one -on -one time with every person that needs my help, first of all, they're going to be out of pocket in a way that they can't even fathom. I mean, my hourly is huge, but Second of all, I'm just not going to be able to have the same reach. And so that's when I said to myself, it's podcasting. I have got to get those ears on my mouth so that I can help other people uh, where, when they need it, uh, where they need it, uh, how they need it, if they need it, and why they need it. You know, it's interesting as you talk about this stuff, the idea of, of you can only scale so far, right? Like you're only yeah. available. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you're really good at kind of keeping overwhelm at bay. And that's a big yeah. problem that my, like a lot of people in my audience really struggle with the idea of overwhelm and just being pulled in many different directions. How do you keep yourself from being uh, overwhelmed? You know, first of all, I think the big thing is guff pills. Uh, and I don't want to make this a plug, 
because uh, that's not the point. But certainly my guff pills, uh, my supplement that I uh, proprietarily created uh, as well with some help from some folks in Dubai. Uh, I find that just keeping that sort of a healthy equilibrium, a healthy set of habits that you are revisiting every day. Is it a guff pill in the morning? Yes. Is it two at lunch? Yes. Is it one with dinner? Yes. Is it three before bed? Yes. Do you have to set your alarm at 2 a.m. to have two more? Yes. But it's that kind of healthy equilibrium, uh, keeping a routine. Being able to do that, what that means is that you are going to have the energy to be on the top of your game when you need to do it. Also, I delegate. I mean, I'll I'll be the first to say it. Now, am I happy that I have to do that? Of course not. Uh, Do the people that I delegate do do the same job that I do? Uh, No, (laughs) I I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, they they fall well short. Uh, You know, I've always said if there was a way to clone me into like 100 me's, there wouldn't be a need for any other industry in America. There wouldn't be any other business needing to happen because that's the power that Dex Guff would have. A hundred Dex Guffs, look out. So long, Apple. That's done. That's yesterday. Goodbye, Google. Don't need it. We've got a hundred Dex Guffs. So, but but we can't do that. And and so I have to delegate. I've got to keep a routine. I've got to stay healthy. And, you know, on top of all that, I got to take a bit of time for me. And when I take time for me, what does that look like? Uh, is it buzzing around the PCH in my McLaren? Sure. Sure, sometimes that's what it is. Uh, is it getting on the 48-footer, uh, cruising out to Santa Barbara, uh, dropping a couple lines, going for some Marlin? Maybe. Depends. Depends if I got the time. But you've got to be able to make sure that you're taking time for yourself. You get into that routine. You've got some underlings that you can tell what to do. And don't screw it up, even though you know they will. <laughs> but that's what you've got to do. That's just how, you, that's how it works. I, I want to talk about email. Because that's a huge pain yeah. point for people. Like, I mean, you've you've obviously got a lot of people that are demand demanding your time. I mean, th- oh, again, man. that pull, right? Yeah. How do you how do you handle email? Are you one of those people that? I mean, there's uh, there's people that keep it open all day long and they can't they can't they can't let it go. Or are you like a, a person who just checks it once per day? Like, how do you handle that influx of information so that you know what to do with it? People are constantly blowing me up on email and I've had to put some rules in play. Uh, first off, I already know Monday to Friday. I've already told family, friends, family, friends. No, it's not happening. Don't even bother. Don't even hit me up. I don't have time. So my mom knows my dad knows, you know, a sister, brother-in-law, they all know, they know, do not hit decks up. Not during the week. It's too busy. Uh, the other thing that I've done is that I've gotten three phones. And each of the phones is set to different email accounts. I sort of break down different people, different projects. They go into different email accounts. I have given myself this task. Every email that I respond to, I only respond in one word. That's it. Just one word. Doesn't matter what they've given to me. I respond with a one word email back to them because that is the time that I have to dedicate to it. Otherwise, if I had to write down, think about this. If I had to write two sentences in response to an email, how much more time does that take than one word? Yeah. And that's, and, and this is, those are just numbers. Like the, what we're, what we're talking about is numbers. This is measurable. That's science. And so if, you, if, if I'm getting, and this is again, conservative, 73,000 emails a day. If I'm getting that on three different uh, email accounts and I'm getting back to, you know, I pick and choose, you know, sure. I cherry pick. I get back to the people that are important. If I get back to them and give them one word responses, that means that I have eight hours of the day that's email. Then that's done. That's done. Just eight hours. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, and the thing is, I like how you've divided them up by device. Like, I mean, there's that, you need to have that, that singular focus. How do you, how do you actually have? Two iPhones, one Android, two iPhones, one Android. Okay. So I did it. 
Okay. I get it. I'm not going to talk preference, but two to one, two mm. iPhones. That's it. That's a That's an interesting ratio. I'm, a, I'm an Apple guy myself. Um, do you, you know, actually, you came, are you, you came through like your email, the email that, yeah. I, that I got from you beautifully crafted. I was, I mean, you had me, you had me right, uh, right in the subject line. It just said Dex. <laughs> I love you, brother. And I was like, okay, I got to get this. And then <laughs> saw your name in there. I read through the whole thing. And remember, remember that came through on the Android. That was the Android you sent. Ah. And, and, and what I was, remember what I responded? Remember how mm. I responded? One mm. word. Yeah. And it was a long, yeah, it was, but it was good. It was long, yeah. Well, yeah. because I mean, I, I think gave that... you a few extra A's on there. I gave you a few extra A's. Cause I well, was like, I, I want to go the distance on this one. It was like, well, yeah. And, and I, and I mean, I think I can, I, I can appreciate time. I mean, that's, that's, that's oh, what yeah. I do. Right. So Absolutely. I mean, let's talk about focus though, because I mean, if you're, if you've got these devices, they're going to offer you singular, fo- how important is singular focus to you? Because you've got so many different projects in the wings. I mean, you've got the, the, the company you started with, with, uh, with Connor, right. You yeah, started, I mean, yeah, you, you, you've got, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're building this podcast. Got you've got, yeah. yeah I got all the that podcast stuff. on multi-platform doing my keynotes uh, hitting around at different conferences. Obviously, I've got my Guff Leisure Wear. Uh, that's something that's launching. And I'll tell you right now, every night I go to bed and I say to myself, please don't have another multi-million dollar idea. <laughs> because, I, I mean, I really do. I say, I, j- I just don't have the time. De- Dex, don't dream tonight. <laughs> because, because what happens is when I do, sure enough, next thing in the morning, I uh, put that idea down on some paper, run it by some financial folks. And the next thing you know, I've got a company that's trading on the NASDAQ. You know, that, 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 that's how it happens. So I've got to be so careful. But I cannot possibly uh, do the single focus thing. It's just not happening. In fact, you know, r- most of the time, I'll have two conversations, two phone calls going at once. I'll have one phone in one ear, one phone in the other ear. And I just kind of work that receiver on the mouth. So, you know, I'm, I'm hearing something in the left ear. I'm you know, talking back to them. Meanwhile, in the right ear, you know, I've got an entirely different conversation going on. And so it's just kind of working those phones, working it, uh, sort of uh, rotating down to the mouth, hitting mute every now and again, pound the mute button, get my thumb involved. And so it's having the two conversations for me is a huge time hack. I mean, that's just a way that I'm able to actually talk to the people that I need to talk to. So single focus for me, uh, impossible. Right. <laughs> I'd but love it's... for it to happen. But it sounds it's, it's like not gonna yeah, it sounds like you got tandem tasking down because it's not really a multitasking. Tandem. It's tandem. Well, tasking. but that, but that, but that's only what I'm doing with the phones. Okay. Okay, because I, that's I didn't even so that's that's what I'm talking about. So I've got that going with the phones, mm. but then how it's how how it sort of uh, sort of parlays into multitasking is uh, yeah, I've got the laptop open. Yeah, I've got a tablet on the side. Uh, yeah, what's that over in the distance? It's a desktop. What am I doing with that? And, and uh, all of this is happening simultaneously. I mean, right now, even as we're doing this, as I'm doing this podcast with you, I'm actually on someone else's podcast. Wow. And so those breaks, those breaks in our conversation, they're very quick. Those little silences that happen. That's because I'm on an entirely separate mic. I'm on another microphone, on an entirely different podcast out of Singapore. A uh, guy who's actually talking to me uh, just sort of about uh, my latest book. And, and so, and so that, that is, that's how there's a lot going on here, Mike, a lot more than, a lot more than it seems. And don't even get me started over the fact that I'm actually in my car because then that's and a whole other soup to nuts, but that's, that's the sound of a Bentley. I mean, that's why you get this perfect sound. It's just, you, you don't hear anything. It sounds like I'm actually in the studio, but of course that's just the purr of my Bentley. You know, you've helped my audience out so much already, but I'm going to be a bit selfish. I'm going to be a bit selfish now because um, 
I, I love to do speaking engagements. I, I do. Oh, yeah. But it, it's it's tricky because oh. I don't always know which ones to do. How do you pick the 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 destinations or the events that you do your talks at? Because I mean, you're in high demand, right? First of all, it goes. I go by hotel. So I, I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look for. It's regardless of what I'm talking about, where I am, I'm gonna look at where I'm gonna put up. I mean, if I'm gonna be put up in, maybe I get a Four Seasons. Maybe I get a, a Hilton club floor. Uh, maybe I'm at a Sheraton club floor. If I'm getting something like that, that's all of a sudden, that all of a sudden says, wait a second, they know who they're dealing with. I'm going to go there and speak. Now, if I'm seeing something that's like uh, a La Quinta in and suites, no, I'm not going to do it. I can't. I just can't. It's bad on my back. Um, no offense, of course, but it's just my back is used to a certain uh, a bed uh, structure, uh, a certain thread count, whatever it is. I just know, I just know where I need to lay my head after a speaking engagement. So that's, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is going to be, what's the billing on the poster? What's the billing on the website? Uh, what, what's that going to look like? Is it kind of me beside Pitbull or is it Pitbull beside me? So these are all things that kind of factor into it because here, here's the key, the content, it could be anything. It really doesn't matter because I, because I know whatever that content is that they're looking for, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to do it to blow it out my mouth. I'm going to change a few lives. Is that me talking about uh, how to live in your bubble? Or is that me talking about the importance of having a, a good uh, assistant of some sort? An EA, a great executive assistant. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. I want to talk about your assistant really quickly before we wrap up. Um, Tammy, yeah. how is she doing? Yeah, uh, I mean, she, she seems, she, yeah, she seems to have like a lot of fingers and a lot of pies, just like you. Is that is that just by design, or does it just seem like she maybe needs to kind of get a little bit more focused, or or even maybe um, maybe time management is a thing for her? I don't know. It's just that's the impression I get whenever I've I've heard her on the show, or at least heard you talk about her. On yeah, the show. yeah. Tammy's got fingers in pies. I mean, I like to say that Tammy's just got messy hands, and that's kind of more to the point, really. Uh, you know, I mean, Tammy is somebody who, and I feel for Tammy. You know, it doesn't make a great living. Uh, you know, personal things going, I feel, I feel for Tammy. She, she does a lot of things that Tammy does for him, but a lot of it is just me kind of honestly, just holding her hand and saying this, you know, this is how I need my coffee. This is where I need to have the pencil. This is shirt is not pressed in the way that I, for this, for what I'm talking. So there's a lot of hand holding that goes on with Tammy. Um, but you know what? We have been together for a long time, uh, business relationship, uh, uh, I wouldn't say it's when I say together, it's kind of like, you know, it's 90% Dex, 10% Tammy, um, is kind of the ratio. That's kind of, if you were to look at sort of images, like if I was a circle and Tammy was a circle, it would be like, I would be a 90% times bigger circle than Tammy's circle. We're still circles, still people, but I'm the 90% circle. Tammy's a 10, but it's kind of like, you, you know, earth needs its moon, a sun needs its earth, universe needs its Saturn. And so in that relationship, as I think kind of, you know, Tammy's small circle orbiting around my larger circle, uh, symbiotic, great deal of symbiosis. Uh, but at the same time, I feel greatly for Tammy. So Dex, what's next in your universe? What's next for you? Man, you know, uh, so much. Uh, obviously, I'm working on my next book. Very excited for that. It's actually going to be a very short book, two pages. I just don't have time to do more. I'm going to have to boil things down. It's all about monetizing your pet. And I think I've got it down to two pages. Quick read, but an important read. 
Uh, and I want, pe- I want people to, to read that. Uh, so I'm going to blast that out. Uh, also got my fingers uh, going in a couple of other pies. I uh, don't want to go into too much, too, too much details, but I'm, I do have some uh, money invested in something called Credit Wash, uh, which is a, how do I describe this? Uh, it's a, a premium VIP service. They come to your door. Uh, you give them your wallet. Uh, they take out your credit cards and then they individually scrub down each card, a uh, bucket of water, soap, a premium soap, a scrub brush. They wash these cards, uh, including diner's card, uh, diner's club. And, and, and so, and so what happens is that the next time that you're out having a nice dinner, you don't have to pull out some filthy Amex because you've got a nice sparkling clean, a credit card that's been credit washed, credit wash. Uh, so that's a service that I'm, I'm kind of getting into ground floor, pretty big. Uh, so very excited about that. And then of course the podcast, Dexter Guff is smarter than you and you can be too, uh, which is the full title of the, of the podcast. It's uh, it's a title of hope because what it's really saying is, yeah, you're not smart right now, but you, you could be, <laughs> that's the hope you can be. <laughs> so it's, it's a title of hope. So Dex, where can people find you online other than the podcast? You've given, you've given us a lot of uh, thought dogs. Today. Yeah, the thought dogs were coming fast and furious. I could tell you were sipping on a bit of my brain juice. Nice to see. Always a treat to see people shoot that back. Uh, they can find me, of course, on Twitter, at DexGuff. Uh, Instagram, at DexGuff. Uh, and as well, right now, uh, a bit of a thorn in my side. Don't want to go into too much detail, but uh, if you want to send me an email, you can go to my website, uh, which is DexterGuffMusic.com, uh, which is a, it's an old... Uh, it's just an old website I had. It's a, it doesn't, uh, doesn't matter the, uh, but you could go there. I am getting my email from there. Uh, still trying to get the DexterGuff.com website, which is plumbing supply company. And it's just driving me absolutely nuts. Trying to throw some money at these guys. They will not budge. Uh, so in the meantime, DexterGuffMusic.com. Uh, just don't ask me about why it's the uh, music.com. Dexter, thanks for joining me today. I really, really appreciate your time brother. Absolutely. Complete treat. I uh, love getting a chance to sort of go one-on-one, let the thought dogs fly, uh, you know, dip it in mustard if you want, or just take it straight up. Either way, it's uh, works from the inside out. It's, uh, it's a great meal to have and some good thoughts to chew on. Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not, because CrashPlan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to CrashPlan.com timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast. So take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, 
not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com timecrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food, it's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? Well, it's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store, and even when you're pinching yourself because yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout, oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklinen and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
and yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. Hello. How you doing? Let me just get my Dude, camera how's it going? in. Really good, really good. So let me just Amazing. Get my... Oh yeah, I'm I'm okay. I gotta readjust my webcam. Otherwise you're only Listen. seeing like half my oh, face. It's fine, it's fine. It's all I'm seeing the windows to your soul. You're seeing, seeing the good part. It's fine. You're seeing the good part. So first off, um Where are you? I'm in Victoria, BC. Yes, but I mean, behind you, is, I'm looking at some kind of large, it looks like a, is it a height measuring thing? Is that a height? Oh, you know what that is? That's from um, Wait Not Why, uh, Wait But Why, you know, uh, the oh. Tim, Tim Urban? Yes. It's, it's a perspective on time. So oh, it's, God. It, it, yeah, it literally breaks down like, so basically the whole gist of it is we're really just a small little speck in the grand scheme of things. Right. So yeah. it's the right. same guy that it's the right. same guy that did the, the monkey brain Ted talk and stuff and uh, got yep. like a make, mega book deal. Um, yes. you know, so pr- typically a thought leader, which you know a yep. little bit about, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I swim in some of those similar circles, you know, it's a veritable who's who that, uh, that I usually surround myself with for sure. So, um, first <clears> off, <throat> uh, thanks for taking the time today. And I gotta say, yeah. I have, um, it was funny when I wrote Chris the email yeah. and I'm saying, you know, I've talked to, you know, some of the people, I said, these guys like Chris Ducker and Peter Shankman yeah. and all these guys have to listen to it. And I'm, and I'm writing these little bullet points. I'm like I'm going to see Chris next week in London. And I'm, and I get to the end. And I'm like, you know, I'm precariously, it's getting a little too close to home where I'm like the guy <laughs> that's saying, I go, but I'm not going to tell you where I'm staying in London. And then in the postscript, yeah. <laughs> I put, I put PS, I'm at the premier hub at, at tower bridge. <laughs> Amazing. But, yeah. Oh man. So just a little bit of back. The reason why this resonated so much with me is when yeah. I started doing productivity stuff online. Yeah. I I was doing a Colbert-esque kind of take on productivity like eight years ago. Yep. I tried to start like, but it was too first off, way too early. Like no one knew what a podcast was. Yeah. No one and and productivity wasn't like there weren't there wasn't productivity porn on the internet either. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. life had yeah. and yeah. so it didn't land, but what was funny is I interviewed like David Allen, like the founder of Getting Things Done and stuff, and he said, "You because you're parodying it, you must know enough about it. Why don't you write legitimately for it? Like you're entertaining right. enough." And yeah. so I eventually became the very thing that I was trying to parody. Amazing, yeah. And, and living in Victoria, BC, I mean, it's not like it's a comedy haven where I'm going to be able to necessarily make a right. So. so I've done much better being the guy that goes around and talks about productivity, uh, you know, speaking and stuff, you know, making a bit more money than I would have on the comedy circuit yeah. and, and yeah. staying married and stuff too. Yeah, because, you no, know, well, that's important. That. You've yeah, got to do so, that. So, yeah. So I wanted to say I, when I listened to it, I appreciated it right out of the gate. Like it was Amazing. just, it was just great. And uh, um, I've passed on to a bunch of people and they think it's, you know, hopefully you'll hear back from some of them. Uh, you know, oh, I know I, I know I posted it in the podcast community, like the podcast movement, that conference. And there's yep. a couple people that like gave it like a laugh and thumbs up, but very quiet. So I'm almost, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, like yeah. a satire, it's very like, they're like, oh. Yeah. And one guy actually, yeah, one guy emailed me and he said, 
who who is this guy? He's an asshole. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> and and he, yeah. said, he goes, he had some good tips in the personal branding episode. I'm like, no, like, uh, no, uh, no, not, no. Not really, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, I mean, we you know we've had, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen on yep. uh, uh, some of the uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts and stuff. You know, there's some folks for sure who the, you know, satire is lost on. It, it, they don't see it as satire. They just no. kind of take it at face value and are like, oh, my God, this guy's an asshole. And. He's just all interested in himself. And, but it, it is interesting, you know, even in that same breath, there was a couple of people that would sort of say that. And then they would also say, um, you know, but I mean, there were some, some, some helpful tips that I picked out of it, but honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't sit through more than 10 minutes to just listen to him, you know, congratulate himself and uh, all, all this kind of stuff, right. Which is, it's pretty funny, but, and we, we kind of, with this is that, um, yep. not that we, struggled with the same thing, but we actually had a conversation a little bit about when we, when we started doing, uh, Dexter Guff, we had a conversation about, well, are we going to make it obvious that this is a comedy show? Are we going to come out and say this is a comedy show? Uh, how we, how we describe it, where we, uh, situate it, uh, you know, uh, under what, um, like where it will be featured on, uh, different, uh, podcast feeds and the rest of it. And we, you know, again said, well, I mean, maybe we don't, maybe we don't sort of make it particularly obvious. And it's, it's always been an interesting line for us because, you know, our intention is really just to, um, it really is just to make a comedy show. I mean, for, for us it is, you know, and, 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 and it's, but it, it's, it's an interesting thing because our, what we find funny when we do our own brand of comedy, it really is to kind of play something pretty close to the skin, pretty, uh, relatively straight, the material itself might be a flip on, you know, a, a complete reverse or a flip on an ear. Uh, but, but ultimately for us, we, we do kind of like that there is some sort of semblance of, uh, since uh, an unusual sincerity to it, that it's, it, it does sort of cause you to sit forward for a second and ask yourself, wait a minute, is this for real or is this not? There's no possible way. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and you really are good at dancing that line like the meditation episode in particular you know where it's like you know like that happens like there there are things that people are thinking about during that the whole point is to let that go but you're you're spinning it and saying no most people don't let it go and so it's it's cutting really close but then you guys are really good at deftly inserting something to kind of break the pattern. So, you know, okay, no way. Hold on a second. <laughs> yes, Hold on. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I think you have to, because yeah. there, because there are so many people doing these types of podcasts and yeah. these types of, you know, um, if, I mean, and, and you know, like, I mean, when I'm listening to this, I'm like, you know, okay, the cadence of your voice in that character is very yeah. Ferris-like, you know, it's incredibly, yeah. you know, and I, yep. and I know that that's deliberate, but, and yep. then you've got, you know, I mean, and you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, I mean, with the pills and stuff, you're getting it into yeah. the Rogan and Asprey territory. Like, yes, there's no yes. question where they land. Yeah. But what What's really interesting for for people for people who do these kind of podcasts, I found, and I, I mean, I talked to a couple of people who do that. Is it's like like Chris was saying, you don't want to take if you take if you're taking yourself too seriously in this, then yeah. something is kind of maybe you need to do look at yourself in the mirror a little bit. Yeah. But it's yeah. but it's also a nice form of levity, like. Again, yeah. some of the guys I talked to, they're like, oh man, he, they've got us like they, they, he nailed it. Like he just, yeah. my buddy, Paul Jarvis, he's in, he, I mean, he's done pretty well online. Um, we get together for coffee, which again, yeah. internet on three of us in Victoria don't make any yeah. money here, but on the internet, <laughs> we make a shit ton of money. Yes. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and so we're all sitting having coffee and I'm like, you got to listen to this, Paul. Uh, cause uh, Paul's very much a, uh, he's introverted, lives in like in souk. 
like yeah, you yeah, know yeah. isolated yeah. and he yeah. on the way home he he tweeted he's like this is my new favorite podcast he goes like i know who Amazing. these people are yeah. and yeah. and the listeners are kind of getting into because you know they're kind of like okay all right this is good like it's very yeah. you know good satire hits yeah. hit like it dances that line really deftly and you do yeah. a good job with it the commercials well, too like i mean yeah yeah you know? yeah well i mean those are, those are pretty fun for us you know to just kind of come up with uh you What's know up? a little uh, funny take on like, yeah oh. <laughs> drone flowers now ghost drone absolutely man i mean what an impressive way knock her off her feet as that vase is delicately dropped i don't know how they drop it so delicate that it doesn't shatter but regardless incredible company i'm actually an investor <laughs> Which I'm not supposed to say, but I am an investor. So anyway, <laughs> there's Ferris right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I, I think that that, you know, um, this kind of places, I mean, it's ripe for comedy. It's ripe for yeah. that. Be- and I think that when when you when it's done well, and I think that's what, you know, a lot of people struggle with when they try to do these kind of comedy, like. Yeah. podcasts or any kind of i mean and this is a serial too which i kind of like you know yeah, like there's yeah. a storyline i've told people yep. I mean, you have to listen to it from the beginning because yeah. otherwise you're not going to get the whole you know the 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 lawsuit issue and then the yeah. the weirdly yeah. creepy almost weinstein-esque kind of thing yes, where, yes. you know like that's yeah. yeah. How's that going right now <laughs> you know i mean i know it's it is you know we kind we're kind of like self you know when as we're doing it so the you know to break it down a little bit you know, we definitely had decided that when we wanted to do this program that if we just did it as um sort of a standalone standalone episodes that really don't connect basically what you have is kind of a one-noted sketch on some level right you know and 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 so what we wanted to do is make sure that we that the show itself had some a variety into it and that there was this ongoing narrative and and that really it becomes this uh, a show that you think it's it's one thing and then over the course of the episodes you really begin to get pieces and glimpses of this person's life uh you know that becomes sort of uh on some level take over the show a little bit so that where mm-hmm. he finishes off uh season 1 to where he begins is totally different and we really we were very interested in that you know a lot of comedy shows i, I can't think of a ton of comedy shows that necessarily choose to serialize their their programs. It, may, it could be comedians sitting around, you know, spritzing on something, interview-based comedies, uh, sketch comedies in that way. But we really were thinking like, it would be very interesting to just kind of like seed in some of these narratives. And it's been really fun and it's starting to come a great deal to fruition. And I really think that people who have kind of listened to the show, that, that enjoy the show, I really think that by the time they get to season 10, or sorry, episode 10, uh, I think they really will be kind of bewildered at the at the path that we've sort of gone down mm-hmm. and that there become these moments where as much as this guy presents himself as this kind of slicks got it all sorted out he's a bit of in your face kind of an asshole for sure that actually by the end there's some weird human glimpses into this person that it's it's very unusual that I, I really sort of feel that you begin to really root for because in, in a very weird way like it's 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 strange to say but I kind of think like what happens is that when we get a real sense of who this person is, we see who he's presenting. We see what he's telling, how he's telling other people to live their life. But we're getting a real sense of who he is. And there is a certain human aspect to that that I think we can all kind of connect with a little bit, you know, in, in, yeah. in a very weird way. But it's I, I think that we're really that's that's kind of one of the driving focuses for us. And I think because we've already now recorded the, the 10 episodes, 
uh, I really think that we kind of, we get somewhere in the end that I think is quite, uh, quite interesting. And I, I think people will really be kind of, I think they'll enjoy it because definitely for us to have fun and satirize this space of self-help, a space that certainly in podcasts, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of it out there. And I, and I think that the satirical point of view on it is, you know, who are all of these different voices telling us exactly how we need to lead our life? Like, are they all legitimate voices? Are they all coming from an altruistic place? Are they all, uh, you know, informed voices? I mean, it, it sort of, it does, it does ask of ourselves to sort of, you know, think of the source, you know, to sort of figure out, does this, is this somebody, uh, is this a message that is, is helpful, is informed, is whatever, is it not, is it someone in a well talking to themselves? You know, it's, it's, it just kind of, we kind of play with that a little bit. I mean, I, th I think that there is an element of that out there uh, in, in anything that we consume on the internet. And I think it's kind of, you know, it's, it's like, uh, that's part of the point of the satire for sure. Well, and I think the self-help genre is ripe because they're, nothing's never been not said before. It's just yeah. being said differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's yeah. almost like this character is doing that again in a yeah. different way. And it's, it's, that's what I mean. It's not like, you know, it's not like it's out of the realm, like living in the bubble episode. It's like, yes. which is actually, yeah. as you're talking about this, it's like, yeah. oh, it, like, you know, yeah. there's almost like that sense of, this guy, it's almost like this is a form of therapy for him to a certain extent. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Definitely, like, definitely. So yeah, for sure it is. And, and, you know, the other funny one is, is that we, you know, we'll take some of these kind of, um, as you say, some, some of these uh, thoughts that are out there around sort of how to lead a, a better life, uh, find more success, success in relationships, personal success, business success. And we kind of do the inverse. So in other words, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of self-help would kind of be like, yeah, you, you want to get outside your bubble. You want to break out of that. You want to sort of find these ways of connecting and, and to let that enrich you. And so we kind of take these same thing with meditation, you know, do you want to quiet the brain, give yourself a minute. And we just take that, do the exact opposite, but in a very funny way, like mm -hmm. in, in that there actually is some takeaway. Like, like there is a weird one of sort of going, you know, don't punish yourself because you've got a million things going on in your mind. That's great. That means you're thinking, that means something's happening. Like, don't shut that down. That's your juice. <laughs> you know, like there is something to that. Yeah. You know, it's just like, there is something to saying like, just shut down the things that are just like getting in your way, stopping you so that you can really, you know, focus on you, get your creativity going, get that going. Like forget your shitty brother-in-law who's like trying to, you know, is always handing on you, harping on you about what you're doing. He is outside my bubble. I'm not letting that affect me. But it's like in a funny way, like there is, like there is a weird reverse no, logic takeaway <laughs> that is kind of, you know, that we, that like we kind of like. I mean, today I'm walking back from, uh, I went to a chiropractic appointment on my way back yeah. and I'm, I'm using drafts on my iPhone to recite my next email newsletter. And I don't, I don't give a shit if there's people walking by yeah. that are like, what's this crazy dude yeah. reciting it? I'm like, because <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm like, that's my intention. Right. And I'm yeah. sitting there and then, you know, in my space, of course, yeah. what's the next thing I'm going to write about? How to write on your, using your voice yeah. to do this thing. Yeah. And there's, no, yes. and the thing is. There's nothing wrong with that in my space, but yep. my wife goes, "You're a, you're an idiot <laughs> yeah. walking down the road talking yep. into your phone." Yeah, like, yep. but it, it's all yep. perspective, right? And it's the yeah, same, like the sure. executive assistant episode, which you know, yep. I mean, that whole point of like get one because if you do, you're a big deal, which is yep. which from an optic, certain level of optics is sure. true. Yeah, like you Definitely. know, so it's 
again, you have to, that's what I loved about this is that it yeah. dances that line. So how, one of the things that, as I was watching this, cause I just finished watching the whole run of Marin on Netflix. Oh you know, yeah. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that's for those who don't know what that is. And we're going to, you know, we're, the idea is Marin is doing a fictionalized, fictionalized version of himself. Yeah. And obviously when he gets to the end, it's totally not even what happened to him. Did you, you know, I mean, and he's big in the podcasting space. Like he has yeah. one of the top podcasts on the planet. Oh yeah. Like when you're looking at that, I mean, there's some sympathy towards him as a character. And yes. I think I see the same thing happening with, with, with Dexter is that yeah. it's again, it's almost like, I mean, the things he's talking about, he's struggling with, yet yeah. he's got this this facade in front of him that's like, hey, look at me, I'm rich, I'm this, I'm successful, and the vapid kind of laughter, which you do so well, the kind of like yeah. the dismissive kind yes. of, it's just, it, it is, I mean, obviously, like, what did you, when you were putting this thing together, mm. what, uh, like, where did you, other than obviously the, the space as a whole, were there any particular spaces that you looked at and said, these, this is the story we want to tell, this is the character that we want to build, here's where we're kind of drawing inspiration from? Any places in particular, or was it kind of a combination or a gestalt of all this stuff? It's kind of a combination. You know, I mean, I would say that we didn't kind of, we didn't have a uh, specific uh, grouping of places that we, were, that we were pulling from. You know, our background, and when I say ours, I mean uh, Pat Kelly, Chris Kelly, Myself, we creatively work as the creative team, uh, as well as with, um, you know, the folks at Panoply, uh, who also, you know, sort of help shape what the show is. Uh, but the, the, the kernel of the creative team has sort of been us three, and we've worked on several different things together. How we work, generally speaking, is improvising. It's always been, you know, the background of what uh, Pat and myself have done together for years and years and years. And then yeah. in sort of the more recent uh, eight year history or whatever it is, we, we partnered up with Chris and have worked on different projects together, but we do come at things in an improvised way. And I think that our natural instinct is always to, is always to find different levels to whatever it is that we're working on. So in other words, yes, we're doing a satire of this thought leader. Um, uh, but we want to, you almost have this intrinsic, uh, feeling, at least that we do that the person that he presents himself in publicly is not who he is in, when, you know, when he doesn't think people are listening or when he sort of, you'll catch something out the side of his mouth that he's forgetting that he's, you know, he, he's not thinking that people can actually pick up on who he is really. It's sort of like a little crack in the mask. Right. That's something that almost intrinsically happens. And that may be because, it's when you have improvised for years and years and years and years, you have these little, uh, it's without any conscious, um, not sort of any conscious, uh, sort of attempt to do something, but it's just, it's sort of intrinsically there. It adds depth to the character. It, it's, it's adds sort of layers to the onion as, as it were. Right. And so I think that that's always a part of when we creatively work together. And then the other one is trying to develop this storyline and where we go with trying to figure out what elements we want to include in the story, what elements we don't want to include in the story. It really comes again, improv from improvisation, but also, you know, the internet is just so ripe with so many personalities that, you know, become famous that have fame for uh, a fleeting moment or that have, you know, that sort of viral video that goes around and everyone knows them notoriously as this one thing. And we, we kind of take pieces of that, you know, I mean, I think about, uh, you know, like that, that, the, the guy who's standing in his garage, 
uh, in front of a Ferrari, <laughs> Ty, right? Ty and Lopez. About the books Ty, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's like, in a nutshell, there's some of that, you know, and it's, it's like to, to break it down in a, you know, in a very small way, it's like read books, then get, you have a Ferrari in the Hills, you know, or whatever, oh, yeah. whatever his, whatever his logic is, but it, it's like or the private plane where, you know, yes. clearly or the house that isn't his, but he Airbnb yes. beat it for it. Yeah. 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 Yes. And again, that let's, let's be yeah. clear. That might not be what he's doing, but it's no, 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 right. But that's the yep. point. The point is, is that it's, it's not just that person. You're seeing it in so many different ways presented well, in your exactly. Facebook feed or wherever. Right. Yeah. And so it's like all, all of those become uh, inspiring elements that kind of fill out this fictitious world that Dex Guff lives in. Right. And so we kind of, we take from some of that, you know, we take that idea of you always, you know, on Instagram or uh, on your Facebook feed or whatever, you get those beautiful images with an inspirational saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you know, whether it's exactly in front of a private jet, in front of the yacht, a, a sunset, you know, someone tying up a running shoe, whatever it is. And, and, uh, and certainly there's those, these are inspiring phrases, but for us, it's also kind of fun to sort of go, well, how does Dex Guff, present what's his inspiration in those kind of recognizable little, uh, you know, graphics. And so it, it's like all of those become these little kernels that, um, that sort of add to the world that we develop. And it's not really, we didn't sort of have this grand idea on day one that we had this whole thing mapped out and figured out, you know, what, what it was that we were going to do. It really came from the idea of the th- thought leadership space in podcasting is enormous. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of folks that sort of fit into that spectrum, uh, of podcasts. And yet there's not a ton of satire being done of it. And for us, it was like, this is kind of a fun world for a character to play in. That was the, that was the beginning. Like that was the launching off point. And then the stuff that fills out the rest of that world and what the episodes become about and how we decide to interview uh, other, um, you know, thought leaders or authors or, uh, you know, uh, who, who actually, you know, when we pull back the curtain, those are other comedic improvisers, but, uh, you know, all of that stuff just sort of comes organically through talking about it, creatively working together, improvising a bit, you know, sort of, uh, an aha moment will happen and you go, Oh, this is an interesting little throwaway. Uh, let's go with that. Like for instance, even, um, for those that have listened to the very first episode, uh, the idea of Tammy, who is somebody (laughs) who is basically Dex's, she's kind of his everything. She's his personal assistant. She, uh, runs the recording booth. She, organizes a schedule like Tammy kind of runs the show. Uh, but Tammy was just a throwaway improvised moment in episode one. There was not really any, um, there was no sort of overarching thought that we had for this, that this character would appear in more than one episode. Um, you know, because Tammy's, Tammy's a persona that is sort of throughout the, uh, throughout the show. Um, but it, it really came from an improvised just throwaway. And I, and I think part of it is, like for myself, I'm talking, to, you know, when I'm talking to a microphone by myself as the character Dexter Guff, uh, an improviser always wants to improvise with somebody else. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you're doing a stand-up comedy routine, right? And so an improviser for myself, I, I'm not a stand-up comic. I'm used to, as an improviser, talking to someone else, uh, uh, taking uh, inspiration from whatever they're offering back. And so in this weird way, you know, as I'm talking by myself, I want to invent other characters that are around me that I can interact with. Mm-hmm. And even though there is no Tammy, there is no person who is, 
you know, who was physically there um, uh, improvising with me to be able to, I just sort of naturally in, in that improvised moment, create a character because that is easier for me to improvise. It's easier for me to then all of a sudden have a relationship to all of a sudden be able to, you know, out of nowhere, be furious at someone or laugh at something someone's doing and then have to justify it. Like it gives me content uh, as an improviser. And so it's interesting that it's, it's a mix of having a bit of a roadmap for sure. But then it's also what happens in the moment um, through improvising that, you know, an idea comes and I, and, and you sort of go, oh, that was fun. I like, I like what we've just brought into the world of Dexter Guff. Let's see where that goes for a minute here. Right. It's so like it, the, it's, it, it, improv is like the genesis of sketch anyway. Yes, like, I mean, realistically yes. you, so, yeah. so I, I remember seeing you guys do the thought leader, Ted. Oh yeah. Parody. Yeah. Is that where this kind of the kernel began or was that already well, was Dex already well in play by then? No, you know what? That, that really was the kernel. I mean, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that Panoply, um, who is, you know, a podcast, uh, producers, they are podcast distributors, you know, uh, based out of New York, have a lot of uh, incredible podcasts. They saw the thought leader uh, satirical piece that we did of this uh, sort of self-narrated TED talk. And they initiated the conversation. They just wanted to know, you know, who we were. They thought that was a really funny video. And they said, have you thought about doing a podcast that's kind of a satire of a thought leader? And that, that was really where, the, that's really where it came from. Mm. And so and Pat played the, Pat played the thought leader in that piece, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't even you that played the thought leader. No, exactly. It's it's like um, he he was the was the character in the in the um, in the sketches or in the video. Yep. And then when uh, Panoply sort of approached us, and as we began to kind of workshop uh, amongst ourselves, amongst Pat, Chris, and myself, the idea of this what this thing would look like it just kind of became somewhere where Pat was like, I think you should play Dex and I might make some appearances in the, uh, in episodes, but ultimately he was kind of more interested in seeing my take on what Dex was. So mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, um, it's a funny evolution as to how it, how it sort of developed. And actually the character of Dex isn't exactly like what the video is. They're, yeah. they're sort of slightly separate entities, but at the same time, the inspiration, I, I think, I think, you know, for Panoply, what they responded to is somebody uh, making a satirical piece of content based in that world of uh, thinkfluencers and TED Talks yeah. and, you know, and, and feeling like, oh, this is, there is, this is something uh, that uh, is, is a world that it doesn't feel like has been overdone at all, like in the satire world, yeah. and, and something that maybe there's something more we can develop. It would be interesting to see because I mean I'm looking at looking at that video and the link of course is in the show notes, but yeah. uh, Dex Dex would I don't think Dex would be a different he'd have to play it different in it in that TED environment because it's not yes. even even to see some of these people that are being that you know I could say hey there's been some uh, correlation between Dex and them I've seen them do TED talks and it's very it's far more subdued. So yes. it would be interesting to see him tackle that. Yes, because I don't know how well that would. I, I I'm sure it could, but it'd be interesting to see. Yes, I mean, I you know because I think ultimately for Dex, when I really think about uh, that character, for him, it really does. It is all about him, and 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 it sort of comes from a, a certainly an insecurity. But I think you know Dex doing a TED talk. I think that the ultimate takeaway from it would be less the content that he's putting out there and more like. <laughs> who this creature was up on that, you know, red dot. 
And, uh, you know, and what was actually informing why he was doing it in the first place, Uh, because he couldn't help, but, but sort of, uh, let pieces of his life kind of hang on whatever content he was putting out in a Ted talk. You know, it it would be like, man, I'm so happy to be here. It has been a crazy week. Uh, had some issues refueling up the jet in Tahoe had to fly commercial. I'm here. Don't want to make a big deal. Not a big deal. It was one of those ones, no lay flats. So even in first class, it was still like, I'm upright. And I'm like, I don't let this bother me because I have got to focus on my talk. And you know what I mean? Like it's that. Which is kind the antithesis of... of everything that Ted would stand for in that <laughs> yes, moment. Yes. Yes. But it's like, he would, you know, so it would be elements of that that would be brought into whatever backwards logic uh, piece of advice that Dex would be trying to s- sort of. Uh, put through a TED talk um, lens, you know? Um, I want to talk a little bit before. I I definitely want to talk to Dexter in in a few minutes because I think he's got a lot. I think he's. I'll tell you right now, Dex (laughs) is dying to get out. He's got so much he wants to talk to you about. And he's just got so much that he knows that people want to hear. So it's very hard for him to take a back seat here, but a couple more minutes, we're keeping him in the green room. (laughs) Um, So let's, I mean, I've seen you for, I mean, Canadians and comedy go hand in hand in so many ways. Having thought, I mean, I've saw, I I remember the comedy network show. Good morning. What was it again called? Good morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Good morning world. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You guys did that. Good morning world. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is Uh, that of course is where like, and I want to talk, I'm going to talk to Dex about overnight successes because I know that there's, that he definitely has something to say, but this has been like, this is not like, I mean, you're, you've been around in the comedy scene in Canada for a long, like for a, for a lengthy yeah. period of time, the two of you. And I mean, oh, I know yeah. Chris has fairly recently been brought on board, especially, I think it was largely with this is that correct? Like when, he yeah, for came. sure it was with this is that, you know, I mean the, the Pat and I met, uh, years ago in Calgary improvising, uh, at a, uh, is it Loose uh, Moose? Yeah, at the Luxemas Theater in Calgary. Yeah, yeah. And I have an improv and, background, by the way, just so that people know here. Like I've done spilt, I've did improv here in Victoria with Spilt Milk. I uh, uh, worked yeah, with yeah. Uh, Instant in Vancouver. I did. I came yes. over and did some stuff there. So, I mean, yeah. I know some of the. In fact, I think I recognize some of the 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 guests on oh, Dex. Yeah. Was, er, was Erica on? Was Erica? Uh, no, Sirison? we didn't have Erica, but we had I'm trying to think who who we had. We had Lauren Ash, who is an amazing Second City mm-hmm. uh, alumni out of Toronto, and right. she's now uh, based in LA. Yeah, she's and, doing a Superstore. Yeah, she works on Superstore. Yeah, uh, an incredible improviser uh, named Gary Anthony Williams. Again, he's yep. based out of the states. I met Gary years ago on a sketch comedy show for Warner Brothers, and he's just a unbelievably talented improviser. Um, performs. Um, in LA with a, a group called the Gra- uh, sorry with a group called um, the Black Version. I was going to say at the Groundlings. They used to do it there, but now they've they've taken it right. somewhere else. But the Black Version, uh, unbelievable improvisers, um, and uh, George Basil again, sort of a New York improviser who's uh, found his way west. Uh, we also had on uh, Pat. Obviously, Pat's been on a couple yeah. times. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, and. Um, let me sort of go through the Rolodex because I really don't want to miss out on anybody because everyone's been incredible. Uh, Katie Crown, who's an incredible voice talent mm-hmm. uh, and uh, from the comedy scene in Toronto originally. And you're producing uh, the show in Vancouver. That's where the show's yeah, produced, right? Yeah, yeah we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, because we're all, we're all sort of based on the West Coast. I mean, I'm actually yep. based in LA and then, and then uh, Pat and Chris are, are in Vancouver. So we kind of uh, collaborate uh, together 
uh, either in Vancouver or down here, just sort of depending right. on what, what works for everyone's schedule. Right. So, I mean, you're, so the, the journey, this is not, I mean, it's like I was saying to you earlier, me doing what I'm doing now was not what my intention was. My intention was to kind of do more comedy and to do more of that stuff and be yeah. on stage, uh, you know, and now I'm not doing that, but I'm doing something yeah. that's just, so, so this was not the path, was it? Like, I mean, this is, no, I no. mean, it, it, it kind of, it, you didn't veer as far off the path, as a, but I mean, right. nonetheless, it's an interesting <laughs> journey to figure out that, I mean, when you guys did this as that, and you're still doing it, um, yeah. it was one of those things where people, it, it, people the whole fake news and i'm gonna put the ted talk that you did about fake news up oh, on yeah. the links yeah because it, there's an it, yeah it, it's just one of those things where we live in such an era of outrage and and yeah. and uh we read the headline and that's it and subtext goes out the window and a yep. lot of that stuff that's like can you kind of i mean in 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 cole's notes because i can say that to you not close yeah. notes yeah cole's yeah. notes uh how this kind of like went from where you were to where you are now and kind of the 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 how you've embraced it because really you've had to yeah. well you know i mean I'll, I'll take it back a little bit because you, you touched on good morning world and mm -hmm. the reason i want to take it back to there is because that was maybe uh, Pat and I had improvised together and worked together and, you know, doing various things before that. But Good Morning World was this idea that we had, which was a satire of breakfast television. Yep. Because we sort of thought breakfast television, you don't really, it's not sort of imperative things that we're necessarily learning that you're not sort of waking up, that you have to turn on breakfast television to figure out the most effective way of folding children's socks or whatever it is. But it's like, for us, it was this right playground of satirizing that world. And then in an interesting way, we, when that, when that finished, uh, we found ourselves, we had an idea, we wanted to do something with the CBC. Yeah, actually, in a, on the television side of things, that didn't really work out, but we had somebody reach out to us from CBC Radio to say, Our, if you have a radio idea, we'd sure love to hear it. And so we kind of thought again um, uh, about this idea of satirizing public radio, satirizing the sound of Radio 1. Like we grew up in Canada, anyone that grows up in Canada, you know the sound of Radio 1. It's just a, a recognizable tone in the background of, of everyone's uh, house. And so it, it, it's like yeah. an NPR ish kind of thing for those people yeah, who are exactly. American listening. It's like, yeah, it's our yeah. NPR. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's like, um, it, it really is, uh, you know, it, it, for a, for a comedian, for a comic performer, it's this playground of characters because just like on NPR, uh, on the CBC, you hear interviews with everybody from a politician to some guy who's you know, uh, making artisanal cheese in small town, wherever. Uh, and so for a comedian, it, it's just this opportunity to play all sorts of characters, do something that sounds a little bit like this American life to a straight up interview. And so we really just kind of embrace the idea of playing within that. And then, uh, when Panoply approached us because they really responded to this, uh, um, thought leader video that we did, it, it, kind of again for us was like, wow, yeah, this is such a fun world to plan to come up with a character in. And so uh, I bring it up just because over the course of the work that I've done with Pat Kelly and then now with Chris as well, we've always somehow found ourselves in doing satire, that we um, have found ourselves kind of um, doing our take on, uh, you know, characters that we recognize in various forms of media um, and I'm not really sure why, like it was never really an agenda. Like it wasn't sort of like, you know, when Pat and I started doing stuff together, we were like, Oh, I, you know, we got to satirize media. You know, it, it was like, it was like, uh, we just thought that was somehow funny. I, I think for, for whatever reason, you know, the tone that we struck in, in each of these different things, it's kind of 
I guess you could say in varying degrees of dry tone. We're not necessarily showing our full hand and saying this is a comedy show and there's going to be lots of, you know, clown horns and, uh, you know, uh, whoopee cushions and uh, rim shots. And, you know, we're not sort of like yeah. trying to make it sound exactly like a in-your-face comedy. Um, we just kind of naturally gravitated to, to uh, I guess, what has become a bit more of a satirical tone that we seem to take on projects that we work on. So, um, but yeah, and there was never really a grand design in the beginning. You know, our, our background was just improvising, doing stuff with the second city as well. And, um, we just kind of found ourselves interested in the voices that kind of came out and, and in the projects that we've subsequently worked on. So yeah, this, the idea of, would we have thought that we would be doing a show specifically about, uh, you know, uh, business hacks and, uh, you know, relationship advice and uh, all that kind of stuff. Probably not. I don't think we would have really thought that, but, uh, does it make sense that we would kind of gravitate towards, uh, playing around in a world that there is some recognizability to and, uh, sort of taking a character, maybe making him a little bit, uh, a little bit larger than life, but trying to keep some elements of it straight. Yeah. That's kind of in our wheelhouse. It feels like. Last question for you, Pete. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, there's been some influence on you for the kind of stuff that Dex talks about. You know, there yeah. clearly you must know. I mean, what's that saying? I mean, in order to satirize something, you got to know it really, really well in order to, yes. to play, it, play it. So yes. what of the stuff, what of those things that you kind of are playing off of, whether it's like a life hack or hmm. some kind of like, do you kind of prescribe to you say, hey, you know what? I do use these kind of tools. I do meditate every day. I do like yeah. what are those things that, that you actually do? Uh, yeah. that, that people would be like, oh, okay. Cause you know, obviously, yeah. you know, there has to be some truth behind the, behind the, behind the shroud, so to speak. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, I would say that, yeah, I mean, like I do keep a yoga practice. Uh, I do hot <laughs> yoga. Uh, well, you live I in LA. For, so I mean, yeah, I, I mean, come on, it's, a... <laughs> you've got to do it. Like, and, you know, my background is actually even going to theater school and, uh, doing more, um, oh, like, you know, classical theater training. And so I sort of have implemented a lot of the different things that I, you know, took from back then of uh, breathing and relaxing and meditating and, and some of those elements like that does, it's always sort of been a part of who I am. And I think that one of the things is, is that as much as I have been, you know, an actor and in theater, I've also, at the other side of my mouth, satirized that to no end in characters that I've played because it's like, I do recognize it. And I sort of feel like you're able to do that. Like you're able to actually participate in the very thing that you laugh full heartedly at as well. Because I sort of think like, if you are really invested in a world, whether that has to do with, you know, thought leadership or whatever the world is, you're also, you're welcome to look at that and have a really good laugh at yourself, mm -hmm. at ourself, because it's like, you know, that so well. And so I would say that probably I wasn't inundated with uh, specific thought leaders that I myself uh, was kind of voraciously following and, um, you know, kind of uh, um, that, that was had had a great influence on me. Like there, there weren't specific people. Once we decided that we're going to have some fun and play around in this world, I very quickly found some people that I sort of thought were at differing ends of a spectrum that I took some inspiration from. Um, but you know, it's, it's like, I think that in a lot of ways there are some of these recognizable 
uh, buzzwords and, and phrases and phraseologies and uh, stuff that we can play around with in this space. But also it, it's, you know, it's just an improvised character. It's like a, it's a, for me, it's like a character study. You kind of put on the voice a little bit, you get into the shoes of this person and some of it does have to do with his advice on life hacks and other parts of it are just like an improviser playing within a character saying things that he can't take back and then trying to justify it. And it's, you know, and for me, that's really, you know, that, that's, that's a great deal of the fun. I think anyone that knows, uh, in improvising, it's like, it's sometimes it's the mistakes that are the discoveries and, and the things that kind of, uh, really become the memorable moments. Uh, one of the things that I love about those interviews that we do uh, on the DexGov program is that those are all improvised. I mean, um, the show itself is improvised. We, as I say, we do have a bit of a roadmap, like we, we want to have, uh, roadmaps within each episode so that even things like doing our thought release or, uh, you know, teeing up what the show is, um, that we want to, there needs to be purpose and, and focus and, uh, uh, you know, something that we're driving towards in each of these elements, but how we get there is, uh, improvised. And so it's, it's, um, you know, it really is, it really is a treat as an improviser to have that, you know, be such a, a present force in the show. And then also in these interviews to be kind of going toe to toe and dancing with, uh, amazing improvisers, uh, who are also playing characters. And it's, it's, it really is kind of a treat, you know, and it's, it's, it's in those moments where, as I say, because it is improvised, you just don't really know what anyone's going to bring to the table that we, there wasn't really much uh, thought around, even when we think about things like the bubbles, you know, and talking in, in episode, uh, two, episode three, there's a little bit of talk about that, but really that just sort of became its own weird thing uh, that with, with Gary and the same thing with Lauren, we sort of went on a run about a gumball machine that had nothing to do with, that we had thought about beforehand, but it's like, it becomes this weird logic and an, a really uh, profound point at the end. Like it's, 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 it's weird to say, but it, it's like, you know, there, it, uh, those, those improvised elements kind of creep up in. And when you're onto something that really fits in the world of the show, it's kind of a magical thing that it's just uh, um, one of the one of the true reasons why when improv works well, it's it's a, kind of a thrill to listen to. So, Pete, uh, I've got another guest waiting in the wings. So I want to where can people find you and your stuff uh, before I yeah. welcome my next guest? So where can people find you? Uh, so, you know what? I mean, obviously, they can find me on Twitter uh, at Poldring or uh, on Instagram at what Peter saw. Uh, and, uh, you know, check us out. Uh, we have a lot of content that um, uh, we put out with uh, This Is That. So you can go to this is that uh, cbc.ca slash this is that. You can hear podcasts of the show This Is That. But also, we've got this archive of uh, online uh, videos that we've uh, done. And, and and I think that it's, it's kind of a, a pretty diverse bit of content, all comedic, but, uh, I think, uh, you know, I think people would get a, a real kick out of, uh, seeing some of the stuff, uh, in the videos, the, the life yeah. burger stuff is, is yeah, 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 yeah. There's some good, <laughs> there's some, there's yeah. some, there's some gold there for sure. Yeah. Uh, Pete, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate it. Definitely, man. Total, total treat. Thank you. I, you know, I love revisiting some of the episodes from the past because we've been doing this show for 430 episodes now. And just to go back and hear some of those conversations, not just to hear where things were, but hear how far I've come, hear where the landscape may have changed or what hasn't changed at all. It's really fascinating. 
to me. So I'm, I'm glad you stuck around and listened to that conversation and that there's plenty more to come. If you want to get more from this conversation, including the links and all that stuff, go to productivityist.com slash podcast 430 and make that happen. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well. That way you don't miss a single episode of what's to come. And next week, it's a fresh episode with Jake Kelfer. Uh, you don't want to miss that one. And the other thing you don't want to miss is a chance to support the show by visiting our sponsors page with out our sponsors. We don't keep the lights on or the speakers on, I guess. Uh, so go to productivityist.com slash podcast sponsors. And that way you can help by supporting sponsors that are on that page. Some of which you may have heard from today during the conversation I had with Dexter and slash or Peter until next time. I'm Mike Vardy. Thanks again for listening. And, uh, I really strongly encourage you to remember to stop doing productive and start being productive. See you later.